Episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Beefcakes, Jiminy C. And joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast. As always, Andrew Fiebert. How's business, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> you said beefcake. Uh, that's I have a friend whose name starts with a B. Yeah. And uh, whenever I'm walking around with Laura, she hates it when I say people's name because I don't know. They might jump out of a bush. Yeah. So I, I just call them beefcake in our conversation. Ah. Oh, that's a good idea. I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Like when you're I, I do the same thing. I like go over my shoulder like five times, or I you know what I make sure that my phone didn't accidentally like butt she dial them. Obsessively, whenever we do that, she yells names. Names and then yeah. takes her phone out. Yep. I did I do it with like I because I'm like, I'm the I'm dumb enough to be like Skype was open this whole time. <laughs> um, but beefcakes, isn't that just a hamburger? Maybe I think of South Park uh, when Cartman was where he was. I think it was like a diet. He was like on the mm. beefcake diet. He was, oh. bul- he was bulking up. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, how's business otherwise? Uh, dude, excellent. Since since we've actually been insanely tracking our stuff and it's just all going well. I feel mm. like it, things are easy now. For when you say people. insanely tracking your stuff, what do you mean? Like what are you tracking? The page, the link, the display box where oh, the for, link's like, coming from and, and what's converting specifically for affiliate stuff yeah nice it feels uh feels good to be organized yeah like once once you know everything then yeah. you just have to pull a few levers and you know yeah yeah it's just a kind of boring work though huh yeah you know you can only do it for so long well, for sure but then you have to create again that's the hard stuff but you know <laughs> you could distract yourself with this until yeah it's like uh every once in a while you gotta do data entry work mm. You know, take a break. Take give your mind a rest. You know me, just working on uh, YouTube vids. I know you were gushing. I was gushing. It, it's doing very well, and I'm, obviously we're at the peak season for me, and I'm learning a lot about it. And it's kind of like a new, fun little learning experience. So it's like it's creation and like taking a course at the same time. I know so it's, it's only been I think a week since we talked about YouTube stuff, but you're yeah. now like the fourth or fifth biggest YouTube channel on the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I am T Series and PewDiePie, and then me, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Swim University specifically. Like, I, I don't know why people love uh, gamers and then swimming pool maintenance. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's just a lot of, I guess there's a lot of people who are just interested in pool maintenance. The, can I tell there, you? Uh, first, there was, you know, PewDiePie. Then yeah. there was unboxing videos. Yeah. And then there was pool opening videos. Yeah, which is a, basically, you could, it's like pool unboxing. It's just people go nuts for it. You don't know what's going to jump out. Yeah. I should do an entire pool maintenance video as ASMR, just to like really, you know, kind of merge them all together. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so we're not talking about YouTube or affiliate links in this episode. In fact, we're talking about another way to make money. But or is it? Or is it? Yeah. <laughs> so in this episode we're talking about failed experiments in selling sponsorships and ads. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, but before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners 
in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, so we're talking about this failed experiment of selling sponsorships and online advertising, and both of us have done this. Well, and to preface it, we've yeah. actually both been rather successful. Right, and I want to, I, I literally, with the help of Jason Zook, sold an entire course on how to get sponsorships. So, yes, you can make money from it. Yes, we have both made a, a very good a living from it. Mm. Um. I've made more in ads in a year than I used to at a full-time job. And I, yes. I, yeah. But I think as, as time passed, we realized, the two of us realized that this is, uh, one, not in our wheelhouse as like the type of business that we want to do. And for us individually, it is a not, it's not a sustainable way to make money. Mm. I think it was like a, a rather hard road. And I think you took the road first told yeah. me about it and I was like shut up I'm on the right road. <laughs> and then- so the the lineage uh of it was for me swim university I was doing um I think I was was I was I did I know you when I got my first ad? No, I think it was like a year before. I think it was like 2012. I knew you while you were getting ads. Yeah, no, but that was my peak. You're so selling I like sidebar display ads. Yeah. So I, my first ad I ever sold on Swim University, I didn't have a ton of traffic, but I had significant amounts of traffic and people in the industry knew me and a very large company, mm. um, Zodiac to be exactly on point, um, which is a large pool company. They sell cleaners and filters and they just they kind of do it all. They reached out to me and asked if I would sell them advertising on my site. And that was always the path I was going towards. I was going towards like, I knew I needed a lot of traffic in order to sell banner advertising. Like I just mm-hmm. knew it. And so I just didn't realize it was going to happen as soon as it did. Cause and from a, th- one of the biggest companies in the world. So like for pools, that was kind of like, Oh shit. Like I want to, and I, I charged them a hundred dollars a month for, Basically, my entire website. They get a banner on every single page of my website, which was a sidebar at the time. Um, and the reason I got that was because the guy was a fan of like mm, what I was doing on the site. And he so, wanted the brand to be a part of it. Yep. And he, I guess he wanted to get in, in on it early as well. So that's where, that's where I got the taste for blood was in that, uh, <laughs> was in that moment. And then every like year after that. People emailing me to give me money. Right. Yeah, and not a lot. I mean, I, I probably could have got more, but I said $100. Come on, this company is a multi-billion dollar international <laughs> company. Did, did he uh, say, Matt, we actually can't cut checks smaller than 1000 
he was like, ooh, uh, let me talk to our accounting department. I don't think we uh, have gold bullion smaller and small <laughs> enough for that. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. So I did, uh, I did that. And then at, at my peak, I did 75000 in one year with just online ad sales. And that's pretty much where I gave up. I kind of like, <laughs> um, I, I, the, and the reason I gave up was because I, one, I hate selling. I hate being rejected. I hate, I hate saying something more than once. Uh, I hate, um, I hate doing something, being paid for it, and then having to do it again to be paid for it again. Mm. You know, like it just feels repetitive and hamster and, wheelish. Yeah. But more important, but like the, be, to be more specific, I was kind of tired of selling the idea of online advertising rather than just the placement. Like when you work, if you call a magazine and you want to buy advertising in a magazine, I would assume that the people who are selling the advertising don't have to explain to you what a magazine is, mm. right? You called, you know, like I, that's what kind of drives or me Or why you would buy an ad in the magazine. Right. Like you, right. Don't you like inherently know that? And the pool industry was so old school and the pool industry doesn't sell direct to consumer. They sell to the, to the dealerships who, you know, then sell direct to consumers. So advertising in a trade magazine made a ton of sense to these companies because they're like, well, yes, I get in a, tr in a trade magazine and it's being read by, you know, hundreds and thousands of pool dealers across the United States. So whenever I get a sale, it's like a, you know, a couple pallets worth instead of like one robotic cleaner to Bob in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Mm. You know what I mean? So they, and so it, it became, I was selling the idea of it and i got tired of saying that over and over again and cold emailing and cold pitching and all that stuff it just became like and then i tried to hire it out and that did not work because i did not have my process down i didn't have what i was selling down and again people were like didn't really understand the model and the thing is it's it's like inherently a tricky product and i didn't realize it until you had explained it to me because you were doing it for a while. But uh, people, maybe people who buy ads or maybe mm -hmm. new people who buy ads, imagine that there's a billboard that says, yeah. and you always, when you explain it to me, you use Burberry as example. So I kind of always thought of it as I Burberry. But, but like there was this ad on the side of the highway that says, you know, buy a Burberry bag. And, you know, perhaps they imagine everyone sees it pulls over, <laughs> right. takes her phone out and like buys a Burberry bag, but it's like right. so not how it works. No. You drive past a sign every day for a month and then when you want a Burberry bag or you want, or a, bag, you want a bag, you're like, oh, what about I Burberry? Right, I recognize that Burberry bag. And it becomes... That's called brand awareness. Right, and general. you know, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, they've all like sure. nailed this and they get it. Mm -hmm. um, but then like in comes online advertising and everything yep. is measurable. Mm -hmm. And so when you see, and I mean, they're all over the place, at least for me, because I run a personal finance blog, but there's like yeah. Betterment ads mm -hmm. all over websites. And I don't know, maybe for some people, the first time they see the Betterment ad, they click and they convert and it's whatever. But often mm -hmm. I'm sure they see it, then they go to the site, whatever. And when you're selling 
you know, a display ad on one website, not part of a network like Swim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or podcast ads or whatever, it's hard to kind of convey like the amount of impressions that they've gotten right. or that like why they didn't convert the first right. time. Yeah. What I tried to convince myself was I don't give a fuck if your shit doesn't convert. My job is to send you eyeballs and, and qualified eyeballs. That is my job as an, as a uh, place that sells advertising. And that is true. But in today's society, it's like, no, you better, you better convert for us or we're done. Right. Which is fair. That's exactly how I would treat it. If I were on their in their position. The other part of that is like there is a there is a product behind that. I think if you look at somebody like um, Tim Ferriss, for example, who on his podcast, if he talks about green pills or whatever fuck he's pitching nowadays, like, (laughs) of course, that's going to work. He's got a loyal fan base of dudes just willing to suck down whatever goofy shit he's telling people to put in their bodies. You know, like that's that makes sense for that advertiser. But if you, you know, in, in personal finance, for example, like I think one, let's, let's, let's take Swim University, for example. In personal finance, Swim University? And, and let's do both. <laughs> so with Swim University, mm. if I was mentioning forever and ever and ever on, in, on my site about shock, shock, you got to buy the shock. Shock is the best thing in the world. Shock is so great. Shock is so great. And then an advertiser, I go out to an advertiser that sells shock and I'm like, guys, you're the best shock. I love your fucking shock. We're going to put your shock on our site and I sell them and I, I put them on our site. It works seamlessly with the advertising. They're getting money. I'm making money. It's a win-win. The product fits the brand. Mm. Same thing with Listen Money Matters. The, when we go on the, and we're going to talk about the podcast specifically, on that podcast, we have been singing the praises of Betterment for fucking ever, right? Yeah. Years. Years. Who was our first advertiser? Betterment. Betterment. That guaranteed worked. Right? Mm. We could have had Betterment sponsor the show for days on end. But then it became like, well, we actually make more money with the affiliate relationship than we do with the sponsorship relationship. Okay, well, n- what's next? You know, and and you start to cannibalize that industry well, if that's what, what you're doing. But I think that go ahead. I was gonna say what what I think is interesting is the dichotomy between affiliate income and and like ad display podcast ads yeah. whatever because um if you can convert like it's better to go the affiliate channel because you take all of the risk personally mm-hmm. if what you do doesn't work you make no money right but if it works you make more money right. and with like display ads podcast ads whatever you take none of the risk because you're like, I don't really give a shit or whatever. Uh, but then it often doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. For you know, and and you could only give so many testimonials. Yep. And the idea of how easy it is to throw a link on a website or even in a podcast versus having to deal with like a fucking relationship with these people mm-hmm. and getting an invoice from their eight, you know, their accounting department and we're having them re-up every single it's like that that is a job within itself, and that's why a lot of people go with ad networks because it's like, well, I'm not going to direct do ad sales. And I know people make a lot of money with it. You can, and I think that Swim University would do fine. Well, I, okay, so and so, so with Listen Money Matters. Let's be honest. Like Listen Money Matters, 
if there was somebody, in, let's say if it was you, if you were like, if your only job. Yes. And yep. and I've done that. And, and yep. I know that you've done that. And I was mm-hmm. probably your best year is when that was your main focus. <laughs> it, it was my best year oh, for, ads. For, for ads. Yeah, of yes. course. Uh, yeah. And when I, I had a process down, I wrote form emails, really wrote yep. docs on it and shit. Yep. Um, what I learned, or I, I think I learned the most about podcast ads, not when I was doing it, because I, I tend to be like a forceful personality. I'll just like... Mm-hmm jam it down their throats mm-hmm. and then it doesn't work and I'll like churn and burn. Mm-hmm. But Stephanie went and like reached out to a bunch of companies and we did like a survey and, you know, she was trying to work with them to see like, was it converting? Cause we thought like, Hey, if it converts, then we could sell them again and yeah, again and again. Easy and like, I don't know, build long-term relationships. God forbid a business I know. That has few awesome relationships. And I remember she told me on Skype and and I really it was something like I always knew, but I think I needed someone to tell me. She said she told me that we're selling a shitty product. And huh. I couldn't resonate more because I know that like broadly speaking from the audience that we hit, it has a, a p- abysmal conversion rate. You know, you could throw ads on the show and if and if it hits your numbers, you could certainly make money, but if we put that same amount of people through an affiliate channel, it'd be like gangbusters. Okay. Why do you think, what do you, what do you think makes the product shitty? And the product you're mentioning is the podcast and how it's set, like the advertising product, meaning, Mm. Hey, you buy an ad on listen, money matters. Like that specific ad is the product, right? Like that wasn't converting. And why do you think that was? So I think it's, uh, it maybe is two things. One, it's an interruption. And so you're you're sitting at home. You're obviously watching Marcus Limonis, mm-hmm. probably drinking a brew about Sean Penn or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And, and an ad comes on. Deep cut. <laughs> right, that's right. And an ad comes on for I don't know menopause medication, and it just you're just not the target market, right? You know? And so you to zone out. And maybe there's another ad that comes in that's for you, but you're not there. Or you just you right. kind of get trained that they're not for you. So then explain to me why it's such a massive industry and yet you weren't able to do anything with it. So um You know, like we watched did you what did you I don't I don't I mean I I watched the basketball finals, mm. you know. Um there was fucking commercials every second. There's well, commercials okay. all over the place. There's commercials in on the court. So they talk about it in, in Freakonomics, actually. Mm. But but there's like two types. So there's there's branding, which is Coca-Cola. Right, the you brand know, awareness. It's, it's like when you watch any show or movie and there's like an Apple logo on the computer, that was like just masterful. They gave them the free computers so that they would use it on the show. Yeah. Know, stuff like that. That's masterful because you know what? You'll eventually buy the computer. But um, when it comes to the actual ads... I think it's really the the companies you're going after, the companies you're going after are not, it's not T-Mobile. It's mm. not a company that's looking for like um, a, a, a conversion rate. They're looking for a line item, right? Mm. Coca-Cola isn't measuring the ad and how many Coca-Colas it sells through that one ad. It's not tracing it all the way to the, you know, the Wawa where you're going into the cooler and pulling out a 20 ounce Coke. It's mm. it's it knows the company's big enough where it knows that it has to stay relevant within the the, do, the like, zeitgeist focus groups and shit. And- yeah, it has to be it has to stay relevant within the zeitgeist in order for people to continue to buy it or else they'll forget. 
mm. you know, or it's a it's it's essentially like it's like Nike. It's this, it's all of these major companies, but podcasting does not attract those companies yet. Mm. It's it's your fresh books. It's your mail kimps. It's your I mean, at least in our sort of world. I don't know what's going. I mean, like I'm listening to comedy bang bang and it's like, you know, bark box and and, um, you know, bomb fell and all these like well, I could tell you with fresh books they they're awesome worked with us for a few years and they're very thoughtful about it they have like key metrics for podcast performance and they know that it kind of like burns down the people that will act after a certain amount of time and then they're like mm -hmm. hey uh we're not getting performance anymore we'll be back next year yeah you know and they know it kind of like re-ups um but but to answer why like the, the industry is so big in freakonomics i think it was uh it's not Stephen Dubner, the, st the other uh, guy, the other guy. And he was Stephen as well. I think so. He was consulting and, you know, he doesn't tell the company name and whatever. And they're spending all this money on newspaper ads. Mm. And he, he wanted to know like why and, and if it was making a difference. And the reason why is because they always did it. Right. You know, but it's not so, a good reason to do something. And and I mean, the business is fine. Sure. So maybe it's because of the ads. Yeah. Who knows? But Why? Do you think that listed money matters specifically? Like, I will tell you that on Swim University, my biggest problem that I, the reason why I couldn't get people to re up was because they had, they were bad at tracking. Mm. They were like, well, uh, uh, so I had a few brands who were like, hey, we want to support you. We're a giant company. You, we were a fit. So it makes sense for me to give you $10,000 because, you know, the, I'm a cent, I, I want to reach more pool owners. You reach pool owners directly. That's all you reach. It makes sense for me to get my brand name and product in front of their eyeballs. But they weren't tracking it on their end. They mm. weren't looking at it and saying, well, you know, we put this uh, banner in your email and only 20% of your people clicked it. And so, and it's like... Uh, well, then I did my, I did what I was supposed to do. I sent you a good product, which was I said your name out loud, right? That's the mm -hmm. product you're essentially buying. Is it my fault that you wrote shitty ad copy? Yeah. Or what I think is the what I think the product really needed to be and and needs to be if you were to ever go about doing it again is you have to be not just the ad company, but you have to be the design company as well. Mm. You have to you like you how know your, does it right you know your audience right you know what they respond to and you craft the ad and you charge extra for that ad crafting mm. it's like hey we are going to design you this experience and you put yourself through a package i think what a lot of companies don't do a lot of podcasters don't do this and companies that sell podcasting ads, they're just filling slots, mm. right? No one's selling a campaign, which I think is really what you have to do. It's what I had to do with Swim University is sell. It's you're not just buying, you know, Tuesday's email, you know, Tuesday and Thursday's email. You're buying a month long. Here's exactly the plan I'm going to do. Here's how we're going to position it. Here's how, here's the story we're going to tell throughout this entire month. Here's how many times we're going to say it. Like you build then this sort of campaign pat, this advertising package. I think those are the people that do it successfully. Um, truthfully, 
I don't want to do that kind of work. And neither do you. It's very, it's, it's one-offs. Mm-hmm. And we've only been able to grow to the size we are by relentlessly focusing on, focusing on things that will like, continue to be useful. Yes. Continue to bring in eyeballs, continue to earn money. Now, when it comes to the idea of sustainability, both of us have sort of shifted into, uh, you haven't shifted yet, but I will, I, will be, I will say it on this episode and I will say it for the rest of time. Hmm. Um, well, let me, before we go into that, like, what, did, what did you find the most challenging about when you were selling ads? I actually didn't find the sales process that hard. I feel mm. like maybe uh, prospecting to a degree or okay. like cold emails, but uh, we we had like enough inbound interest into Listen Money Matters, generally speaking, to kind of feed things. Um, but it was like managing the relationship going forward. And why why did you give up? Essentially, I you're not it. you're not huh? I hate it. You hate it. I, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we're making small strides. Yep. Like uh, that, that we've been able to make far bigger strides in terms of revenue. In L- ju- other places. Just looking at our existing content, making it better, better monetizing it with things like affiliates or our own product. So what you essentially did, and this is exactly what I did too. So we have the exact same reason of quit, which is... Not that they weren't not that these weren't viable income streams, they certainly were, but the the amount of work and effort it took to maintain that income stream was was not was like, well, if we just stopped doing that, our now attention can be focused on these other income streams that are much easier and can scale much higher well okay let, let me let me paint it like this because because this is kind of how I see it, so if we were doing nothing. We were making maybe like four thousand a month on ads. If we were pushing and executing, we're making between like seven and twelve thousand on ads. Mm-hmm. And if we were killing it, like all everyone in, really working hard, we might get like eighteen, possibly twenty, you know, in a month in ads, which was awesome. Like I love those months. But then the thirty first comes, and then the first of the next month comes, and everything you did last month is over. You, you killed it last month, but now you have to get back on the horse and have to do it again. And now you have to find five, 10, 15, whatever thousand in ads. And you have to talk to all those people. The previous people are probably not going to buy, you know, maybe in the future. And, and it's just this constant churn and burn. Mm. And you, it becomes really hard to coordinate what's going on, keep track of it. Yeah. And I never felt like I was gaining ground. Yeah, with, with the affiliate I, stuff, we set it up, and it's like, okay, this earns us a thousand dollars a month. Cool, but it does it forever. Now you know that, be, yeah, the affiliate play is much easier than mm-hmm. what your than the ad play. But you could, I mean, Gimlet is probably that's their entire business model, right? Is is For literally sure. setting that up, and I'm sure they have processes in place where it's not a constant churn and burn. Like where they have. You know, a team, and they have a process that really they have works. People out. that are experienced with sales. Yeah, I mean, you I could have, have like done that. amateur sales, but you could have done that. Yeah, and so could have I. I. I could have been like, yeah, I just decided personally that this the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, mm. and it it freed me up to say whatever the fuck I want to say. Yeah, because 
assume, you know, we had an issue early on with Listen Money Matters where we were we were trying to get Vanguard to mm. to advertise on the show. And that was like because we spoke high praises of Vanguard funds, we still do, mm. right? But they don't even pay us. They wouldn't sponsor us because we said the F word on, the, the, on the show. Was with Fidelity. And Fidelity. I love Fidelity. Right. You know, and they were super cool and they dig the show and they were like, they wanted to. They literally said, like, we would buy, but right. explicit, so we can't. So you can't. And that's insane. Mm. Um, and I had an issue a few times. One, I had, the biggest issue I had was I wrote an, so I had this chemical company that was, that had sponsored a few of my emails. And I had written a post called The Truth About Phosphates, which is, uh, which is a chemical that, it's phosphate remover is a chemical that these pool companies sell. I feel like it should be the title of your memoir or something. <laughs> the, the Truth About Phosphates. <laughs> An autobiography on Matt Givenese. <laughs> so it's a, these, th this company was like, they emailed me and they're like, hey, we're really disappointed in this article. And we're and we can't believe you shared it on social media. It wasn't even in. It wasn't even attached to their ad. They had nothing to do with their ad. But they're like, we, like they're like, you know, we sell phosphate remover as a chemical. I'm like, yeah, but you sell also a million other chemicals that I pitch constantly. I just don't pitch this one chemical that you sell. But I, I didn't even talk shit on the chemical. We did journalistic research. And if you read that article, it is like one of the best written articles on the website. And it's because if I'm going to go and, and take down a myth about, about what is being done in the industry, like I want to do it right, right? Thoughtfully, so, yeah. Thoughtfully. They got upset. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with babies, man. I, I'm not going to, this sucks. And that was like one of the straws that, that broke the camel's back in, in terms of like, me doing sponsorships anymore. So I'm like, oh, oh, this is the kind of relationship management I have to deal with. Like, I have to fucking basically coddle babies. I, I, I'm not in that business. Like, I can't be. And so now I don't, I can say whatever I want. I can pitch whatever product I want. And more importantly, I can pitch my own products in place of those. And I make way more money and create way better relationships doing that than I do with, with these bigger companies. I will scream the praises of this forever and ever to you, which is, I think you should have no external ads on Listen Money Matters, the podcast, and instead should be all internal ads for your own shit constantly. I know. I, I agree with you. That is, and, and because one, people will resonate with it. Two, you're going to be saying it so many times. Like you can afford to put your own ads on your own podcast because it's your own podcast, right? So- mm. The, the idea that we know it, that in marketing in 101 is like repetition. Mm. And why do you think you see a million goddamn Geico commercials? It's repetition. It's you don't sell a product by going, guys, this is the only ad we're ever going to do for this one product. It's a toothbrush. <laughs> it's vibrates. It's, you know, and everyone, and then, yeah, maybe some of your audience will be like, cool, I want to go buy that toothbrush right the fuck now. And they'll pull over and they'll get on their phone and they'll buy that toothbrush. Those people are psychopaths. Yeah. How many psychopaths exist in the world, right? No, you have to say the word electric toothbrush a million billion times. Quip, and quip, 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 quip. No, 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 no. It's not sponsoring the show. <laughs> no, so, but I mean, I, I hear them. They bought a lot. Right. But I'm saying that like that they know how to do it. That's mm -hmm. the advertisers you need. 
But what if that were, what if that was, what if, what if you own Quip, which is essentially you owning your own product and advertising on one podcast and not even just your own podcast. I mean, if it works in your own podcast, wouldn't it work on someone else's? So yeah. I, that is, that is what we set out to do here. I mean, look, let's be Frank mm-hmm. or let's, you can be Andrew. Okay. Um, so <laughs> when we had Hrefs sponsor the show back in the, the 30 day Hrefs month, mm-hmm. they were advertising every day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of repetition. Yeah. And then they bought the three month when we went to one and then, then we were doing one a week, which is what mm-hmm. we normally do. The repetition, they, they didn't get nearly as many, I'm assuming, because just through the, uh, the Twitter, you know, hashtag, they weren't getting as much engagement. Through the uh, and I mean we probably exhausted the sales that were going to happen in the audience, right? And but the, and we had more visitors, we have more listeners later and late, you know, mm. afterwards. So it is really just a, it's really good for branding. I think it's good for like major company, like huge, like big listeners with a very specific message, and they have to say like, if Betterment were to spend twenty grand a month on your podcast and every single week for your entire year, you said betterment, betterment, betterment. Would they get a return on their investment? I guess that's, we don't know. Mm. Would you, what do you think? I mean, like take, not even that. Let's just go, let's, let's make it a little bit more conservative. If they spent $5,000 a month, mm-hmm. right? All year. So what is that? You know, five times 12. Five times 12. So that's yeah, 60,000. Yeah. $60,000 they're spending but they are an exclusive sponsor for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Betterment would make that money back? Oh, they would do that in a heartbeat because they, they know, at least for us, they would cannibalize our affiliate income. They would, we would make, we would net make less money. You would make less money. I would make less money. Yeah. yeah. What if it was 10,000? I would probably still make less money. Well, that's, we have, right, we have a great relationship maybe that, with right. them. <laughs> that's a bad example. Let's let's remove the affiliate part of it. Uh-huh. Let's say they spend five thousand dollars a month. But for what it's worth, and you found this when you were running ads, mm-hmm. is running ads for Ahrefs actually reduce the income on your website and your products. But that makes sense because I just diverted that. To them, right? We we found that affiliate income drops when we run ads, and we found like there's burn down charts in Megaphone and on yeah. Apple. When ads run, people leave. It's bad. Mm. It's a net bad for our brand. So, this is why we quit. Yet somehow, I I sit here and I think about every other company who is crushing it with advertising sales because that is a very very large industry. Oh, for sure. You know, why, how do you think Vox and all those people make money? Mm. You know, uh, why can't we do it? Uh, I mean, maybe <laughs> we don't have the reach. I, part of it, yeah, they, they bully us. So, mm. and you don't like being bullied. Yeah. You don't. Res- I think that is ultimately the crux of it. Is that I don't like being told what to do. It's like I don't like. You know, it's like I started this business so I to not have a boss, and yet here I am catering to seven bosses a month. Mm. You know what I mean? I we, we would have brands that I was personally excited about where I owned their product and I was like, oh my God, this is great because I could actually give a testimonial. You know, I love the product, wrote my own ad, recorded it, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. they bought six, a 60 second mid roll ad and maybe it wound up being like 55 or it was not 
60 or more seconds. And I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was excellent. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to make good because the mm-hmm. ad was too short. You know, it doesn't matter the, what the content was or even if the conversion rate. And oftentimes, like we have agencies going through agencies, everyone's taking a cut. And I think if you were a Vox and you had millions and millions of impressions, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's just different. But we're we're not and getting and those. you and the design teams in house where mm-hmm. it's like you're not working with the internal team over at Mailchimp to do the ads. Like you're crafting that ad and mm-hmm. you're pitching that craft to them. They're buying the product that you're selling versus like the other way around. Because I will say that for whatever I think about the company that or, or the mm-hmm. whatever that helps Thomas get ads, you know, for his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of awesome creators mm-hmm. like Thomas and all the creators create awesome ads. And I, mm-hmm. from everything I understand, they shield the creators from, you know, the right. relationship. And so right. you almost need that in mm. order to succeed because maybe where we're failing is we're go, we're basically going at it alone. It's, maybe it's you versus maybe the world. Yeah. Maybe we're too soft. You know, like we don't mm-hmm. want our like I, I I'll be honest, like I, I don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. So Same. you know, I I think, uh, <laughs> I think that's I think that's a puts me in a, a rock and a hard place in that specific business model because it's like, oh well, if you're going to be bending like if you didn't want to bend over backwards for this for this pool company, like well then of course you're going to sell a shitty product because you're going to the whole time you're going to be like fuck them, I'm doing what I want to do, and it's mm-hmm. like well that's a shitty product and and if you worked at a restaurant, you walked up to the, and ordered a sandwich at Subway, and they're like, "You're like, oh, I want a chicken sandwich." Like, no, you want bologna. You don't know what the fuck you want. I'll tell you what you want. You want a bologna sandwich, and you want it on rosemary strawberry bread. You're like, I don't want any of that. Like, fuck you. You don't know what you want. So and that's just not that's. But that's how we are. Yeah. You know, and so I think that it just we are two people. That that model just does not work for, nor do we want to build a business because we don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear that that's the the case. You know I, what I mean? have the math for you, Matt. Oh, I, please. I remember we, we and we have done this before, and, and you may mm. just know off the top of your head. In, in like your best month, yeah, on average or an average month for Swim University, what is one visitor worth? Um, you know, just like take the total, divide by the page. seven cents, seven cents. Right, so that's one visit. So that would be yeah. like a seven hundred dollar CPM. Yeah. Right. I mean, what? I, yeah. What is that? Right. Well, well. So no, no, no. It's seventy dollars CPM. Oh, you're right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, that that actually makes it better. But still, if I if <laughs> yeah. I try to pitch anyone in a seventy dollars CPM, yeah. they would laugh me out of the room. Right. You know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, you're you're talking with hmm. YouTube people. And yeah. you know the kind of CPMs they're getting, and it's mm. less than ten percent of that. Yeah, and that's the nature of that business because mm. it's advertising, and it's just and and not only that, that seven or that seventy dollars CPM, I I haven't talked to anybody. Mm. That's just been kind of going on autopilot this whole time. Yeah, and I am not I'm not he, I'm not here to sit. I mean, I don't want to sit here and argue the the merits of one versus the other because you're you standing know, actually. That's true. Yeah, right. I don't want to stand here and and be like, well, I'd rather do SaaS because, you know, it's recurring monthly income. And of course, like, yes, one one is certainly better than the other, but it doesn't, you know, 
it, I always considered it's still a viable business model. It's not like I'm sitting here saying that we, I, I consider this failed. Mm. We failed at this business model. Yes. Not that the business model itself is failed or flawed. It's just something that we are just not great at and have willing to admit that and have willing to say like, I actually don't want to do that. That sucks. Mm. You know, it's like, I don't want to sell a coffee subscription thing. And everyone's like, well, you own Roasty. That's what you should be doing. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to. Like, I would, I would be terrible at that. I hate that. And so it's like, yeah, that's bad. Didn't work. Maybe that's the big lesson. Is It's almost like not ads or not, but like right. the ability to know what you do or what you're good at or even what mm-hmm. you want to do. And even though somebody is like, hey, Matt, I'm going to give you $10,000 yeah. for you to be able to look forward enough, think that you can make that elsewhere and say no, because yeah. it's just not what you do. And that's exactly what happened too. Like I had lost $75,000 a year and just ended up just building my own product and getting better at the website side of things, which ultimately got more traffic. So like I would technically earn more right nowadays, mm-hmm. but like, I was able to replace that and significantly reduce my headache and overhead because there is a lot of overhead with selling ads. There's time that's really kind of like it's a lot of time. It's very time consuming. It's time consuming. You have to like track Um, conversations, follow up. Do you think advertising is dying in general? I mean, I think we hear that all the time, but it doesn't seem that way. Look. Well, I mean, something like Google and Facebook, where it's like action based, and you could actually well, measure conversions. But, dude, look, do you read That's the hustle? Crack. I, I, I did. I have unsubscribed from everything, but yeah, but, but that I mean, they make money mm. through advertising. But you could track clicks in an email, right? But there's still, but the, I mean, right? So you, but you could track clicks through banner advertising. I still had an issue selling that. Mm. It's like, oh, it's not converting as well. It's like, you know. It's, I think it's just a different type of business model and it, and it requires a different type of CEO mm. and perhaps someone willing to completely separate themselves from the creation part of it and not because, because honestly, like I would just be constantly angry at, you know, cause it's like, oh, we have an email newsletter going out tomorrow. And then that like, you know, a company wanted to change something last minute. I'm like, God damn it. Fuck this. Fuck these people. Like they're ruining my flow Mm. as a creator and i and i think a lot of creators will will especially youtube creators are like you know i'm sure some people do it well but at the end of the day at the end of the day if you don't own it then you're just gonna be taken advantage of because i think you have to own it you have to be like i do ads x way and so if you want to come on my show or you want to have an ad it's going to be my way or the highway Mm. And that could lead to a really good relationship that pays off. And it could, you could also be burning a lot of relationships as well, which I'm sure happens. But then you have really good ones. You know, I am sure that Gimlet has gone through their fair share of advertisers. For sure. You know Disagreements, I mean? stupid shit. Right. I personally would not be able to handle that. I We've couldn't even handle good here. affiliates as a result of podcast ads. Yeah. I would, I would, I would not be able to handle that as a person. Mm. Even even just hearing about it, I'd be like, oh, I would just be, I just want to like, like <laughs> I would just be angry, and I don't like that. Just feels like shit. But to um, an alternative for 
both of our websites. Um, one for me, I took those ad slots and turned them into ad slots for my own product. Mm. And same with Money Lab. When we started this podcast, we we said we were going to have ad slot, an ad slot, at least one or two, knowing that like we just want to get, you know, people are going to start listening. Like, let's get them used to hearing this like break. Yeah. And and I and, and the only reason I did that was because like every other podcast I listen to has a break in it and I'm fine with it. Sometimes I fast forward. Um, You're used sometimes to it. I don't. Everything does. Yeah. TV. And so we didn't have an ad. We didn't have sponsors. Not that I ever really planned on like getting sponsors, but HRFs kind of fell in our lap. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had one since. It's been all my stuff. And it's actually been the most consistent, you know, sales of any of my products was through the podcast. So this podcast pays for itself, thankfully, because of ads. Would you ever consider dropping your ad network and simply going to your own thing absolutely i mean like really a, a million percent and why okay i i feel like what, i talked to you about this what stops you from doing it august 1st like what's, what's stopping you right now in your head what, what would i sell investable investable so yeah. i mean I, I think that by the way i think i fixed things oh nice with that but oh good <laughs> it, it's not it's not for everybody yes right? but neither is betterment neither is United Emirates, whatever the fuck was, <laughs> yeah, like neither is Ting, neither mm. is any, like they're not, right? Yeah. Neither is investable, but no one knowing about it is worse than some people knowing about it, right? <sighs> I guess you're right. I, I guess I feel like I would need an income product, a budget, or, or something that would be like, okay, most people, rental properties is not for them. And that's cool. Like, I yes. need to have something for them. Like I imagine running once we nail down what what is going on with Lasso, like having yep. consistent Lasso ads. We have episodes that are for online business or just business in general tagged, so we'll just only run on them, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't have like that debt thing or that. Let me let me pose another like hypothesis. So I listen to the Homebrewing podcast. They pretty much have the same four ads play twice in an episode. Mm-hmm. sometimes I fast forward through them. Sometimes I don't because I'm driving and I don't, you know, whatever. And I've heard the same ad for the same thing that I will never buy. And yet something in my life changed where I was like, you know what? Maybe I would get one of those for fun. And it's in my head because I've heard it 50 million goddamn times on, on this homebrewing podcast. You know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't for me then it is for me now. Hmm. Right. And Perhaps investable isn't for everyone, but perhaps the ad changes someone's mind to make them interested in it because they've heard it so many times and they're like, you know, I need to get in on this. I think that is advertising. That is exactly what advertising is. No one needs my uh, pool care course. No one Mm. needs it. All this shit's on my website. If you can, you want to read through it all, but if you want, it packaged in a way that I, I've said it a million times, every single video, every single um, ad, you know, same with this web show. It's like, not everyone does affiliate marketing, but I, I think, I think you have a point. I mean, at least I, I mean, I don't have investable running against our real estate stuff. At least I should have that. At, at least. least I should have a lasso thing 
against online business stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Truth be told, it's far more impressions than anyone now. What? It's it's like it's it's either nothing or some. Yeah, I mean, it right? just goes into the ether. It just and who cares? Like, I don't think anybody would def- default you of default. Yeah, that's a word now. Um, for running an ad to your own thing during a show that they're getting for free. Yeah. You know, it's like, even if it had nothing to do with them, like, I don't care that he runs an ad for the grain father, a thing I'll never own because I don't brew that way or have the capacity to brew that way. And so yet, but yet I'm like, not, I don't hate the show. The show's fucking great. Yeah. And I just listen, I got to listen through it. It's like, whatever. So, you know, bark box isn't for everyone. I don't own a dog. So it's like, I'm listening to a thing I'll never get. Hmm. That's okay. I'm listening to this entertaining thing for free. So I think that by not, by like, if you, my, here's my thought process. My thought process is just to kind of fucking relieve yourself of all the bullshit, even with the ad network and being, and like literally doing ads of a product that you're actually passionate about and own a hundred percent of. Like that is, that's going to come through in an ad and, and you might convert people who weren't thinking about doing property management or property investing and now want to, because they've heard that ad so many times. Okay. So, cause I, cause I think of what you're doing and, and we're doing very similar things. Mm-hmm. Everything is dynamic, could be flipped in and out. Yeah. And, uh, SEO for bloggers, you know, Asana for bloggers, mm-hmm. like they, they, they're, basically for everyone or for mostly like they're yes. broad enough it could it's a good fit for mm-hmm. 80%. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't feel that I have that what would so if if I was to make something mm-hmm. and say I was to give myself I don't know some time limit mm-hmm. what would it be? Uh, uh, a product for list of money matters that would hit a massive audience? That that would Get everyone slightly interested, you know. Um, it could be for a dollar. I mean, you know, <laughs> right, right. So, um, I think it would be um some sort of book. I think it would be a book. So basically, just creating Andrew's version of "I will teach you to be rich." Yes, type thing. Mm. Yes, that's that's an easy sell because it's like, oh, we wrote a book. You know, like the list of money matters guide to fucking blank, blank, blank. Right. Now, what um, if what if the team writes it? Doesn't matter. It's like it's part of our our company wrote it. Mm. You know, it's like yeah, it's this is our philosophies and the podcast all rolled into one. Honestly, the same thing could be a course. A course is obviously a book that's more expensive because it's a course, right? <laughs> same material, more expensive because it's a course. Whether it's written or audio or video or all three, which I would recommend, like that would sell like gangbusters. It just would. I, I see. I I actually deeply believe that you're right. What, but what also, do you think the what price sell, would be? What's the price? Oh, point? I mean, I, I have no. I, I mean, I have no idea. I have no idea. Bullshit me. Fifty to a hundred for a book. Oh, a book? No, a book. A, a book. A book would cost a book. So, like, what? Twenty bucks? You're saying? Uh, yeah, you could probably bucks. do twenty. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, if it was like, yeah, I think though, like. Software is certainly your game mm-hmm. and more in your wheelhouse. And so I would say that that would be certainly somewhere to go. And it could be a simple little tool that's very cheap, which I think investable is. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you want it to be more for the masses, 
I don't know what that would be. I'd have to like sit down and think about all the things, but like, I'll tell you what, I will, I will run an experiment with it. One, I'm pretty sure that investable is fixed before people are just basically not having to pay. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, so yay. Um, But I'll, I'll run them and I'll put a coupon code or something in so that, you know, it came from the podcast. Although honestly, it'll almost all come from there, but yeah, I'll, I'll run an experiment. Could you, would you document it and bring it back? Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's do that. Because when would you start that? Is that something I that's I was just like, going to say, don't <laughs> give me a time limit. Okay. All right. Oh, no, no time limit. But I, I do think like, could you imagine not having to deal with like other people's ads anymore? And only because you already took give foot you time. off the gas on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens if like, if you, because it doesn't mean that like investable is the only thing you'll ever sell forever and ever, mm. right? It's just the one that you have right now, filling those actually, impressions, right? That 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 yeah, it's but it's nothing right now, and mm. it could be something right now. And then it's like you know what? People love investable. Let's make it bigger. Let's add more to it and and charge more, or maybe it becomes an investment tool mm. on top of property investment. Maybe it's a, maybe it becomes everything that Listen Money Matters stands for in one tool. Hmm. Because of the name now, and that was sort of the point of that name. It's it can go a I lot need of you different. To push me, dude. Consider yourself pushed. I think investable <laughs> the brand, mm-hmm. it, it, where it is right now, is just the beginning. Because that name can expand into pretty much everything. Listen, money matters. You know, stands for. Mm. You know, and it's all called investable. <laughs> I mean, I can get behind that. It's not crazy. And so all the platform's already there and, yeah. the, and the way to buy it's already there. So it's really just, you know, dedicating time to it and not dedicating time to fucking advertising. I mean, I like, actually don't. That, that's the saddest well, yeah. part. Ending it really didn't change anything. But, you know. Failed experiments. But I want you to turn it into a positive. I want that money to be made. If you were to delete that, you should make up for it. Mm in the thing that you actually is in your wheelhouse, because I, I don't agree. think it's worth like, yeah, just I say no, no plus a plan. Mm. Is there anything else you think we should cover before we head out? Mm. I think that, I think that's good. All right. Well, good. I want to thank uh, Jason Glassby for sending in my new little name, beefcakes. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. And of course I want to thank Andrew, my manager for joining me on this episode of money lab. Thank you. Yes. And head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and tune back into a future episode of Money Lab to hear more about Andrew's podcast advertising experiment. All right. Could we? All right. <laughs> and email matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on the show and feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, <gasps> or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 